Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are recording. There you go. Now the sound uh, might not be up to our usual standard because we are both hunched over Michael's phone. Mm, we are, because we've gone away. We have. This is your birthday. It is. Um, it was your birthday in October last year. Well and done. for your birthday, I got you a little trip. We are currently in Gay Paris. Very good. Huh? Yeah. French is pretty good. Very good. And I got us tickets to see the Divine Comedy last night. Who are night. my favourites. Yeah, they're, well, they're one of your favourites. You've got lots of favourites. I've got lots right? of favourites. But I've always known that you've liked Yeah. Um, I always want to call him Neil Tennant, but he's the Pet Shop Hannon. Boys guy. Neil Hannon. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Divine Comedy. And I know you've always liked him. You always played his songs and his lyrics. And you told really me good. earlier how mm. they got found. Well, uh, from, from my memory, yes, was that I remember Chris Evans putting them on the Radio 1 breakfast show in the 90s saying he'd heard them. Now, from my memory, he'd heard them busking somewhere. Now, whether mm. he just heard Neil Hannon busking and singing mm. this song, which was something for the weekend, I think, mm. which was their, their kind of first big hit. And then he put them on TFI Friday and then they got a record deal and blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. Now, it may well be that Neil Hannon listens to this and goes, no, that isn't what happened, you know. But certainly my well, memory I like that story because Chris Evans kind of found I them love stories and, like and, that, yeah. you know, found... Absolutely. Off the street and... And, of course, you can't deny his talent. I mean, he became successful because he was really good. But I don't and doubt he... that, his, that Chris Evans must have helped, you know. Um, he's got... Uh, Ant and Deck are enormous fans. Of... Neil Hannon. Yeah, yeah. I know lots of people are, really. When I said, oh, we're going, they were like, oh, my God, you're joking. He's got um, an amazing tone mm-hmm. to his voice. I love his voice, mm-hmm. full stop. But lyrically... He is, he's a cross between kind of Tim Minchin and Alex Turner. Yeah, yes, because there's lots of humour in the song. A lot of humour. I mean, National mm. Express is very funny. Yeah, yeah. There's a line where it says, when your ass is the size of a small country. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's talking about the ladies that work on the National Express buses. Mm. It's very, it's, it's very kind of comedy fuel. But there's also songs that are so full of pathos mm. I very like Tim Minchin in a way, yeah, that yeah, they absolutely. will make you cry. Yeah, yeah, I'm very emotional. So you didn't do If last night. N- no. Which is probably my favourite. Your favourite. So, uh, you know, if you want to listen to a very emotional and slightly sentimental song. The song If is from an album mm. which is about love and all the songs on it are songs of love and it's, it's very um, poignant and... What's it called? A short album about love. Oh, is that what it's and called? All of the songs, and it kind of goes in an arc from the first song on the um, mm-hmm. album is very, very happy about being so in love and about literally I can't breathe, and every time I look at you, I feel happy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to kind of heartbreak and loss okay. and like the agony of losing someone you love. Yeah. It's a brilliant album, but this tour that he's on right now is basically promoting a kind of best of 
the Divine Comedy, mm. and it's called Charmed Life, which was one of his songs. And um, it's got so many tracks on there. It's got 24 tracks. Um, I was amazed how... Because I'm not... I've not been a huge fan of theirs. I've mm. known their stuff. Mm. But there was only maybe two songs all night I'd never heard before. Yes. I was amazed how many I knew. I knew the words. Pro- they've yeah. been so prolific, yes, really. have been around for ages. Yeah. I mean, you know... Now the reason why we're we're discussing this because you might be thinking, well, what's what good is that to us? Because yes. we can't go and see them because you're in France and yeah. oh, we've got to recommend this the theatre. theatre. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to get onto that, but you, okay, you do that I'll do first, the dates. Yeah. I'll do the dates. So basically, um, he finishes up in Europe around the 9th of April. Then he has a little break, which he's most welcome to. And then from the 25th of April until sort of around the end of May, he is touring around Great Britain and he is going absolutely everywhere. Edinburgh, Brighton, York, Liverpool, London, Cambridge, Ipswich, Oxford, Southampton, Bath, Cardiff, Halifax, Newcastle, Nottingham. Cork, Dublin, Dublin, Belfast. So he's really... uh, And he always picks fantastic Mm. venues. And I was amazed last night, I don't know about you, but how the French have literally taken Neil Hannon under their, like, wing Wing, and just totally kind of adopted him. They love him so much. Yeah, well, the the theatre was probably about a 2,000-seater and it was completely sold out. Um, And... The response that he, the songs yeah. got, I mean, it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So the theatre's called The Rex, and it's a cinema, an old cinema here in uh, Paris. And um, my first recommendation would be to go onto the website of The Rex, the Grand Rex uh, Cinema, um, and subscribe to their website and see what's on there, because there's lots of British bands and lots of various uh, American bands that would play there. I don't doubt for a second that virtually everyone you've ever heard of has played there. The website is called lagrandrex.com um so you could go on there and subscribe but what a venue it was absolutely stunning we'll stick something on the uh, the instagrams for it but uh, oh my god rufus, rufus wainwright's on there rufus wainwright at the rex would be amazing mm, but also there's there's, t- uh, there's big movies there so june they've got going on on there and various other movies as well but you might go, well, what, what use is Paris to me? But the Eurostar here, how easy was it to get here? Unbelievable. So we were in White City mm. at, what time did we leave? 8.30. Mm-hmm. And we were at King's Cross by 9. Mm-hmm. And then we and got on the train, we were Paris for lunch. Mm. It was so easy and it isn't expensive at all. And my big recommendation would be don't buy a first-class ticket even yeah. if you've got the money because standard class... is amazing. Oh, it's brilliant. You've I mean, got reclining seats. Yeah, yeah, loads food. of legroom, free food. Well, you obviously pay for it in the ticket, but I don't remember how much the tickets were, but I was amazed at how inexpensive mm. it was to go from King's Cross to and Paris. And a lot in, less faff. In less than two and a half hours. And just walking through the streets of Paris. Yes, and then we walked to the hotel. It was just great, well, wasn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's like around every single corner, it's mm. like being in a movie. Oh, God, I've yeah. forgotten, you know, I mean, I grew up, I mm. spent half my life in Paris and mm. I just, I've totally forgotten the absolute jaw-dropping beauty that just mm. engulfs your eyes around mm. every corner. And uh, we walked to the venue and then walked back to the hotel last night and we back. 11.30 last night or something like that. And it's so atmospheric yeah. and it's so buzzy. And, and everybody's outside and cafe culture mm. and mm. people drinking coffees on the street. And... and I know it's further south than Britain. 
but it's remarkably much more warm much here, isn't warmer, it? I yeah. couldn't quite believe it. Um, so have a little look. Book a Eurostar ticket and come to Paris. Um, it is reasonably priced, I would mm-hmm. say, if you book it certainly far in advance. And there are lots and of quite reasonably priced, nice little hotels fantastic. all over the place. Paris is small. Mm. You can't make a mistake with where you're staying. No, and then you've got Google Maps and the metro yeah. here and everything's brilliant. Yeah. So it's really good, but definitely subscribe to the Rex and see if it's on there. Even if it's a big movie that you want to come and see, then, you know, treat your other half and, yeah. uh, you know, as a, as a little gift and come to come to Paris or mm. something like that to, mm. watch, to watch a movie or see a show. It is superb. Incroyable. I don't know what that means. Incredible. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, great. So, mm. your friend Andy... Yeah. Um, sent us a recommendation mm-hmm. which has made the cut and we're gonna you're gonna love it people because obviously going to Paris and stuff costs a bit of money this is something ultimately incredibly affordable um, it is called a crimpit my god what's a crimpit I hear you say so crimpit.co.uk mm-hmm. c-r-i-m-p-i-t dot co uk holy shitballs i've just sorry i'm on their website and they just opened a chocolatey something what the hell was that <gasps> so oh my god so you have to go on the website basically, okay. and you'll see sorry, this video sorry. that streams of everything that crimpit is and that's what we're slightly mesmerized by so right now it's it's a really clever very very simple thing now i did wonder whether it was a, an invention by warburton's but warburton's would be selling it on their yeah yeah on their website, I think basically what you take is you take, um, you know, thins like yeah, the, the Warburton's br- thins. The Warburton's thins. They're little squares, and they are basically like thin bread. Yes. And um, they do Warburton's do half and half. They do wholemeal. Yes. They do like all different types of thins, and the crimpit perfectly fits a thin. Mm-hmm. So it is the sh- a shape. It's like a tin square, thing, basically, a tin isn't it? square. Mm-hmm. You press your thin into the tin square and it has slightly serrated yeah. edges crimped basically, crimped yeah. edges and then you put your filling in the middle mm-hmm. and then you put your thin over the top and then you place the crimpit lid over the top of that push it down yeah. and it seals the two thins together yes with something inside them so then basically you can put that into the oven you can put it into your toaster into the toaster that's what's so great it about is it. sealed enough to put it into a toaster. Now, here are some of the things that people have put in their crimpets. Corned beef and avocado. Ooh. A chilli tortilla. So you put leftover chilli in there. Mm-hmm. And then you crisp some sort sort of like yeah. Doritos or something in there. Mm. And then some cheese. And then put the lid on. You can go healthy. You can go kind of mozzarella and tomato. You, I mean, you can basically put anything in there. But it's toasted. Tomato, mozzarella, pesto and basil, shut up. I mean, essentially, it's like an alternative panini. Yes. It's a little square thing. Yes, but you can make it at home and it's so easy. The one I've seen on there, which is good, is is like steak and gravy they put in there. So you essentially make a steak steak bake. Yeah, it's like a pie. steak bake! Yes, but it's not pastry. It's bread. I mean, so we've both got one of these. They sent us one, right? Yeah. Um, I've yet to use it, um, just because I haven't had the time, but I'm... I really can't wait. The other thing they do is once it's crimped, I've seen that they baste it in egg. Yes, yes, and then put it and in then the oven, put it in the oven, which makes so it even more like a crispy, eggy yeah, thing. But makes um, it even more like a, mm, a steak bake. But the bread is so thin; it's not like bread, is no. it? No, I use thins to make burgers. 
Yes. Oh, um, do you? Yeah. So you just don't get a lot of bread, basically. You get mm. more burger. You know, mm. the, the filling to bread ratio is correct, in my opinion. Now, what so I think is quite clever, and I haven't mm. heard of this before, mm. with many companies, because obviously they want to mm. they want to make money um, and go mass, mass, mass market. Mm-hmm. But Crimpit is not on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, that's great, isn't it? I wonder if it's protected. I wonder if someone's just going to steal it and put it on Amazon. I hope not. But it's it says here exclusively available here, not on Amazon. Like, yeah, that's a big flag. So it flying. is. It is a big flag flying thing. Crimpit.co.uk. It's um, nine pounds ninety nine plus PMP. Now, what was interesting mm-hmm. was I followed Crimpit on yep. Instagram after Andy had told me, mm-hmm. and I was then going to go online and buy one, but mm-hmm. they got to me before I could buy one. Oh, because you followed them to say, think, oh, yeah. you followed us. Can we send you one? Yeah. And they know that we mm. can't recommend something unless we think it's good. So we just want to say mm. that just because they sent it to us, we're not recommending it for that reason. <laughs> we are recommending it because it looks it's brilliant. one of those kitchen <laughs> gadgets yes. that is affordable. Mm. You know, £9.99 isn't going to break the bank, plus postage and packaging. The packaging, in fact, um, is they're very transparent. Yeah. By Royal Mail, it's £2.99. And also, with every crimpet that they sell, they donate 10p to Food Bank Charity. Yeah, the Food that's Bank great, Charity, which is good. The Trussell Trust Stop UK Hunger. Um, I think the other thing is, it's quite a good little introduction to cooking if you've got kids. Yes. Because kids can Or go, university oh, students. Oh, yeah, crikey. They I mean, just stuff everything in there. Yeah. You know, it's like, what can we put in there? It's a bit like getting a deep fat fryer. What can we deep fat yeah, fry? fry now, yeah. What can we put what, in the crimpit? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, Test um, the crimpit. <laughs> um, very good. I, what we'll do is we'll use them over the next week or so. Yeah. And then maybe post, post some, some pictures. Some things that we've used. I just want to say thanks mm. to Andy. Of course. That was an extremely good shout. He's brilliant at this he stuff. Is, yeah, he is he brilliant. sends us all sorts of things. Thank what you, I would Andy. say at this point is we're, we're going to take two weeks off after this for the for the. Oh, yes, Easter. we are. Yeah. But we will post for the it. Easters. We'll, we'll post for the Easters, yeah. I like putting an S on the end of everything, really, just to give it a slight comic <laughs> effect. Um, although I'm terrified to tell a joke these days in case somebody Statue. punches me in the face. God, yes. I mean. <laughs> and do you know, Very... can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. What? What came over Will Smith? He's yes. normally a very level-headed mm. man. Would it be very interesting? It's like never okay. What was he thinking? Yes. I mean, you know, if you're in a pub and somebody insults your other half, then there's a possibility you, but could, it's a, you like, could respond. Uh, but then you but can think, have a brawl. You could have a brawl, yeah. Like a two but, men brawling. T- but this was like an, uh, 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 an, uh, an act of aggression against a comedian telling a joke. Yeah, it's, not, it a, it's not a good sign, is it? It wasn't a guy slagging off your wife in a pub yeah, yeah. type situation. It was a comedian mm. telling a joke. Yes, in the context that, of entertainment know, wasn't, as an entertainer. Wasn't that yeah. funny? It was a terrible joke. It, like... I I can take mm. like poor taste jokes. I'm I've got yeah, quite yeah. a high threshold for poor taste mm. jokes, but it, it it's not that it was a poor taste joke. It just wasn't that funny. GI Jane, no. it's like you said, GI Jane's like well, how old? Nineteen ninety seven. Who, who G. even G. remembers yes. GI Jane? Like anybody <laughs> young, like anybody sort of twenty years old, mm. be like, what is what was GI Jane? Yeah. So it was very old. It was a stupid joke, mm. but but what? I mean, uh, what was he thinking? It's a very peculiar... I love watching the video because Will Smith laughs 
And he thinks, oh, and then he looks at his wife and then you don't see whatever reaction is no. going on in his face. What I want to see, really, is a series of pictures of the audience face as it happens. Yes, because I thought it was a joke. It looks like a Just, joke. The it's not slap looks good. like a comedy joke because... It's an, act slap. Rock, it's an acting slap. Kiss Rock, Chris Rock, mm. like, sort of leans, falls quite a long way, unless it was a really, really hard slap. I don't think so, because Will Smith is leaning back as he does it. It's not a, very, it's not a good punch at all, or a good but slap. It wasn't, a, it wasn't leaning into it. It wasn't a it. punch, it was nah. like a slap, because mm. I don't think Will Smith really... I think he... I fuck knows what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed it's, Will Smith a lot. Yeah. And he, he, I don't know, he just, he mm. doesn't, like, and I know you can't tell what people are like, but he just doesn't feel like that guy. No, like, no, just, it was very peculiar, uh, An wasn't absolute it? moment of, and then you can't help but think, firstly, is Chris Rock okay? Mm. Because a few, a few moments, hours after that, it will sink in of like, yeah, crikey, you know, I, I got hurt there, mm. and yeah. um, that's not okay. Like mm. at the at the time, you'll be going, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. But actually, what happens is it sinks in, mm. and then you go, that's not okay. Yeah, and well, he's a comedian, mm. and you should feel safe. Yeah, yes, he should feel safe. Yeah, yeah, to tell a joke, to tell a joke. I agree, you know, and it doesn't matter how bad you think that joke is. Yeah, you've got to be allowed to tell it. You've got to be allowed yeah. to tell it. And Will and, Smith's got a platform. Was, it's not and, like he doesn't... And, but, he, he could criticise the joke well, any time he likes. My, you know? my feeling was mm. that Will Smith could have, at some point afterwards, mm. in a press interview, and actually he ended up winning Best mm. Actor, which was so weird after mm. that, but he could... If he'd have said then... You know what? That was an underhand joke. Yeah. And you do not tell jokes at my wife's expense because yeah. she's really struggling. That would have been much more powerful and Ooh, we would have yeah. all been talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Rather than yeah. his momentary massive lapse of yeah. bloody... Madness, what? isn't it? I know. What's interesting is reading some of the comments on, on the mm. internet about mm. it and it's literally a 50-50 split. Like, lots of people saying, yeah, I would have mm. smacked him as well and then lots of people saying, you just can't do that. So it's very interesting, yeah. I think, to see how it split the, the yeah. whatever the audience is. Yeah. It was fascinating. I mean, if it was, like, a woman, mm. if he'd have done that to a woman, if Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> had told that joke and then he'd have done... You know, you can't do it. Yeah, no, it's just... Uh, yeah, right. If, we, right, if we want equal... If we want equal rights, we've got to think about men and women the same. Mm. And if he'd have done that to yeah, yeah. yeah, acts of aggression mm. are never okay. And then the other thing that was in the news was the death of the drummer from the Foo Fighters. Oh. So I'd interviewed him on two occasions. I, I used to Really? Yeah. So I used to work for Shockwaves, the hair people. Yes. They, they used to sponsor the NME Awards. Oh yes. So I'd used to do the red carpet on the NME yeah. Awards and interview everyone coming oh my through. God, I bet that was. I know, a... it was great. Did so, you love that? Yeah, yeah. So I spoke to Brandon Flowers, who's no. one of my heroes, as you know, and Kasabian and all that. But the wow. Foo Fighters had won this Godlike Genius Award at uh, at the NME Awards, mm. and um, although I didn't get to speak to Dave Grohl, I got to mm. speak to Taylor, Taylor Hawkins. Mm. He was so nice. He had the greatest mm. smile I'd ever seen. Yeah, we had, I mean, can I just say... We had similar teeth. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. A bit like you. Well, thanks very much. But you know. he, he was a very, very, mm. like, beautiful person. He looked like he... Yes, well, he was very, very happy. That's what I got from him. He mm. was just, like... He obviously seemed to absolutely love his life, and his mm. career, and all sorts of things. So it's really interesting. But this is interesting. When you win the Godlike Genius mm. Award at the Enemy Awards, they um, you get to do five songs at the end. Mm. We sponsored this for years, so I saw everybody do this Godlike thing. I saw mm. Paul Weller do it. You know. <gasps> 
But everybody does five songs at the end. It finishes mm. about half eleven. Anyway, the Foo Fighters do their five songs. Mm. And then Dave Grohl comes to the mic and he says, um, if we play past 11.30, we get a hundred grand fine um, by the council for noise. And he said, I've just paid the fine. We're playing for another two hours. And they played nonstop till one in the morning. I know, nobody can get them off. <laughs> By the end of it, a lot of people were like, bloody hell, I need to go home now, you know. It was really funny. Oh, my God, that uh, But the place went so crazy. Cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, but, yeah, it's really tragic, that. So, um, you know, I don't know. And they, he must be broken, Dave Grohl. Oh, God, you know. You know, they, t- they worked, I think he joined mm. in 97. Well, how, how bizarre, so I read somewhere saying that, you know, that the lead singer died in his first band yeah. that he was the drummer of. Oh, God. And then he became the lead singer yeah. and then the drummers died in his second it's band. really you know. sad. Oh, God, yes, very, very sad. Let's perk things up a little bit, though. Yes. So um, I've been listening to a comedian that I've known for a long time. Yeah. But I've never really seen him do stand-up or anything like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big fan of Parks and Recreation. I think yeah. we've recommended that in this podcast. We it's have. the Amy Poehler thing. Yeah. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. You can mm-hmm. get it now. It's really good. But there's a, a character in it called Tommy Haverford, who's this very cool kind of guy who sees himself as an entrepreneur. Mm. And he's very, very funny in it. And I've always really liked him. Then he did a show on Netflix called Master of None. Uh, which I watched and I really liked. I guess it's a little bit like Larry David. You know, it's mm. a, it's him kind of playing a version of himself mm. in New York. And then a lot of people talked about his stand-up and I've never really watched it before. And then he was wrapped up in some controversy when the Me Too movement kicked off. So just but, tell me about that because well, I hadn't really heard about yes, that. Because he, he's American and he's slightly mm, fringe. Yes. I, hadn't, I didn't know him and so I he, didn't know... He's called Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. So he's an Indian uh, comedian, but I think he was pretty much born and raised in New York, um, as far as I can tell. And um, it strikes me as though he had a kind of bad date, is the, probably the best way that I could describe mm. it, after reading everything I've read about it. And did you go forensic on it? Because, you know, we had a bit of a moment, I was like, yeah. can we talk can we about, talk about him? Yeah. comedian mm. on the podcast because mm. I'm not sure I feel comfortable about yeah. giving somebody airtime mm. if then they're not... Mm. If so yeah, so he but, got cancelled essentially. You because showed me something which made me change my yeah, mind. So mm. somebody wrote an article that they'd been on a date with him and he'd behaved inappropriately. And now what, there was no detail about how that inappropriate behaviour mm. had happened, but it that letter that was published by the girl he'd gone on a date with gathered a lot of traction online, and it seemed to be because it came out at the same time as the whole Me Too movement, Me Too movement, and Harvey Weinstein thing came out. So. There was a heightened sense of awareness about any male behaviour that and could have that been deemed... And was all that it said? Inappropriate behaviour, so... Yes, it didn't seem to suggest that he had he'd done, done anything, anything illegal, yeah. but he'd behaved in a way that was... She'd, uh, she, she'd felt... She had felt yeah. that she... She'd felt uncomfortable. Yes, I think yeah, so. Yeah, OK, OK. So he was, it seemed, terrified about this and literally removed himself from the spotlight. So the second series of Master of None, which he was the star of and the writer of and the creator of, he took himself out altogether. He's Mm. not even in season two Mm. of a show that he's the star of. So I Mm. think he just went to ground and then kind of explored what happened, you know. Now, there was lots of people that criticised the girl, I think, for making this thing public because they'd said, hang on a second, you've hijacked the Me Too movement for something that actually is just a bad date, something Mm. that just didn't work out. I don't think he's done anything unlawful he might have not behaved particularly well but you know there's a lot there's a clumsy area it's not like i don't think he's done anything unlawful he hasn't done anything as far unlawful. as i can tell i don't think well he's done he would unlawful. have been yeah. 
Yes, he would have been, been prosecuted. prosecuted or arrested or something. Yeah, like, like she's so made a public. It's worth it's worth having a little read around all this because if you're interested in it and you're perhaps a bit skeptical, then you feel free to go and do some I research. I think for me, mm. for me, the turning point came as to whether we could have him on the podcast or not. Mm. Was when you showed me a bit of his stand up. I the reason why mm. I think we should recommend this. Yeah, yeah. Is because it this one piece of stand up that mm. you're about to re- recommend. Yes is extremely thought-provoking. Mm. He is funny in in a very natural kind of, yeah. quite non-offensive way. I yeah, think. yeah. But mostly, and most importantly, he talks through what happened to him. Yeah. And it's a comedy show with moments of absolute stillness yes. in between jokes. <laughs> a where lot of silence he in talks there, yeah. about it. Yes. And you are, you've got your, your, like... Literally, you're holding your breath watching mm. him speak about it because you're thinking, are you going to say something that's going to be career-ending yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yes, there is a moment, But isn't actually, there? what he mm. does is apologise so profusely yes. for making this woman feel uncomfortable. Mm. He really owned it. Yeah, yeah. But he also owned that he hadn't realised that what he was doing yeah. would make someone feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. He just thought mm. it was a date yeah. and the way that he was... Be- but at the same time, he wasn't condoning it. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't saying it was OK. Mm. I thought he dealt with it... Yeah, it's really interesting, ...so brilliantly. Mm. And I did wonder how many... Well, I, I just think it's important to look at every side of yes. every story. Well, that's why I've enjoyed this, I think. First yeah. of all, I've really enjoyed his style of comedy. I mm. mean, I did stand-up for a while and tried to develop, I guess, a, a type of style Can I just say something quite funny? Yeah. That if people are listening to mm. this, because I think always people just think that you're a hairdresser. Mm, that's what I am. And you, no, I mean, that is like your, yeah. your job, yes. your job job. But you did do stand up for a bit mm. quietly. Yeah, yes. On your own, mm. with nobody watching. Yeah, yeah. Except for strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you wanted to become better at teaching. Yes, and hair presenting and, and all presenting. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. But like it was kind of about making you a better hairstylist. Yes. But it was also about learning just about growing as a person. I think growing as a person. I'd had a, I'd had a long term ambition to at least do it at least once, you know, mm. um, and then. It reached a point where I thought, well, why didn't I just fucking do it? Like, what am I waiting for? You know, might mm. as well. So it was just a kind of, I didn't want to read. I mean, I'd read Frank Skinner's book, the first book, and he was of the thought that he would reach 70 and say, why didn't I just do it? What a stupid thing to mm. not done. And that's why I did it in the end. So I was always trying to develop a style of comedy that would best suit me. And I've always looked at comedians and thought, well, Stuart Lee's a great comedian. I always thought I'd be a Frankie Boyle type comedian, mm. really rude and horrible mm. And actually, I tried that and it was a disaster, mm. you know. But when I watched Aziz, I thought, oh, this is where I would have sat. You know, mm. I think I would have sat somewhere around him. So he's got a very nice style about him. He sits on a little stool and he talks. He does these big moments of silences. He gets the audience to be very, very quiet. He whispers sometimes into the mic. You know, he really uses his voice really well. But like you said, he does this brilliant bit. So the... the It's called Aziz Ansari Right Now. So it was in 2019, which is about a year or two after the whole episode. And he opens the show with a couple of kind of simple jokes. And then he does does the apology thing to get it out of the way. Mm. Because the big audience that come to see him, 2,000 people or so, and I think he's extremely grateful that they've 
come and pay mm. money to see him, even though, you know, there's this kind of cloud hanging over him. So he deals with it in the first kind of uh, 20 minutes or so. And then the rest of the show is really good. And then the last 10 minutes is knockout. I mean, it's so mm. full of gratitude mm. and... Um, it's just a joy to see. Mm. So that, that now that's not what uh, put me on to him, really. Um, what put me on to him was his latest Netflix stand-up, which is only 29 minutes long. It's called Aziz Ansari, nightclub comedian. And he goes back to the very first venue he ever did a show in when mm. he started stand-up 20-odd years ago. And he just does half an hour. But it's really funny. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. There's just some really good observations. Not jokes as such, but it's observational stuff. But it's very well done. And it really makes a... It gives you a break from kind of classic British comedy of, you know, the Michael McIntyre's, Peter Kay's and so on mm. and so forth. It's it's just a different style to it, really. But I'm recommending I, you go and explore this guy. But I really I really have to say, mm. and I'm my um, radar mm. um, of in terms of this mm. issue, I'm very much like I can't listen to um um, Michael Jackson anymore. Yes, and well, I, I know. I yeah, yeah. So I am it's... very sensitive yes. to this stuff. And, me too. You um, know. I after watching right now, mm. I felt like he, yeah. he, we need to be able to move on. Yes. with him. Yeah, that he didn't. He he's apologised enough. Mm. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So anyway, that, that's what I recommend. We can watch this on the train back if you want. It's only yes, half please. an hour because um, there's some very, very funny bits in. Um, so he's all on Netflix. There's loads of stuff. But um, he does say at the end of that, that one I've been talking about where he says, I'm a different comedian. I, I'm now a different person and my shows will never be the same again. Mm. So I've gone back and watched some of his early shows and I, I, I agree, I, I wouldn't... I mean, they're good, but don't, they're different. You don't need to worry about them. Don't I would, listen to the early 2019 ones. onwards... Then yeah. I'd absolutely go go with him. I think it's brilliant. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I would like to talk about um, if any of you um, listening have got any friends of colour. I really, I came across this the other day, which I thought was such a nice idea. Um, so anybody that has got friends of colour or you are a person of colour and you are in a job or um, you're doing something that you think you could possibly mentor someone else of colour, there is a really nice Instagram account that I've come across. It's a not-for-profit organisation. It's um, called mentoring.matters. Um, and it's a global mentoring scheme for candidates from black, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds. 
So you can contact them at info at mentoring-matters.co.uk. Um, so they're fully self-supporting. Check them out, have a look at them, see what they're about and um, possibly go and mentor somebody and help somebody get a leg up in your business. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's so nice giving people a leg up. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, there's so it's, much in it for you. Yeah. And also, like, it's important that mm. it's your legacy, right? Mm. You pass on what you know to someone else. Yeah. I've been having difficulty sleeping recently. Mm. It's been uh, tricky. I don't really know why. I think. Can I say, yeah, yeah. I think I know why. Yeah? You're, you're, you've, you're under a lot of pressure. Yes. You've got a lot going on. Yeah. Have we ever talked about your business? Uh, no, not really, but we'll do that nearer the time. It's not but you're starting a, a business. I'm starting a business, yeah, but it'll probably launch in September. And that's and a lot. I guess there's a ramp up. You've got a lot going, got a lot going on. on, and it's pressure. But last year, you bought me a pillow spray. Yeah. Um, now, there's another pillow spray out there called This Works, mm. and I think it's called Pillow Spray, mm-hmm. and it's a help you sleep spray. Mm-hmm. It's not that one. No. Although I've, I know that's very, very good. So are you, you trying? Are you putting a shout out to remember what it's called? No, but yeah, I know you what found it's called. Out what it's called? Yeah, no, I remember what it's oh, called. Oh, what's it called? I, I just wanted there not to be any confusion. Oh, the okay. one you got me is called yeah. Drowsy. Oh yes. Yeah, and it's a kind of wet spray, so it looks like perfume essentially, and um, you just kind of spray it on your pillow or just in the air if you like, and it gives the room this very nice fragrance. Yes. It's my favourite one of all of those types of things. Um, is it drowsysleep.co.com? Is that it? Or it's not, no, yeah, it's not the This mask. Works one. Ah. It seems to me that it's called Drowsy S- Sleep SOS. Um, that's the one. But the smell of it is so nice. And it really genuinely helps me just feel more soothed and relaxed oh so here you go so it's got vetiver in it my favorite yeah it's got lang lang mm. cedarwood bergamot and wild lavender um yes that's it it's called drowsy state SOS. of sleep sos stands for state of sleep um and it's on a website called miser.co which is m-y-z-a but I was wondering if they did a candle, because if they don't, they bloody well should do, because... Yeah, and it's having a candle a to sort of drift smell. off to is so nice. Mm. So, the This Works one is also very good. I don't want to discredit that in any way, shape or form, because I know lots of people use it and love it. But this one in particular is my is my favourite. Oh, the I'm bottle's so glass. It's a glass bottle with a black kind of um, actuator on it, and it just... Oh, it's so yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm going to try and find that for you. Um, I'm again. hoping that they might hear this, or Olivia will tag it into a post, and they should make it. Oh, they do make a sleep candle. The spray is brilliant, and I really want the candle. I would like to suggest mm-hmm. that we um, stop this quite soon. Yeah, because we've got to go and move around Paris. Because I need to take you out. Mm, great. Um, in Paris, is there anything else that you would like to recommend? Well, it was Mother's Day recently and um, I was a bit unsure about what to get my mum because, you know, we've been together a long time, me and my mum, 48 <laughs> years, 48 years of presents. It's like, what do you buy my mum? So 
So she lives in Dundee, as a lot of you know. And I thought, oh, you know, she's been, been a bit poorly in the last year or two, but she's getting a lot better and a lot stronger. So I bought her a couple of tickets to see Alan Carr at the Caird Hall in Dundee. And I just wanted to give a shout out to live events, generally yes, speaking, I agree. as gifts. I, I mean, agree. I took you to see it's the, the Divine Comedy last night. It's the best. I sent my mum these Alan Carr tickets, which she'll love. Yeah, you create great memories. So you want to buy a gift for anybody, just have a little look at venues that are near you. And buy a couple of tickets for your friend or your partner or your mum or your dad of anything they may like. There's loads of comedy on. There's loads of shows on. David Gray's doing the White Ladder tour this year. I'd love to go and see him perform Yeah, definitely want to go and see that. You know, there's so much going on. Um, but, um, yeah, Alan Carr's on tour, it would seem. And I've seen Alan Carr before. And, you know, he's oh just God. naturally a very funny, funny person. Oh, my God, person. he's so funny. Um, so, you know, I, th- I just wanted to give a little shout-out to that, really. Newark Newark um, came out on Monday. Yeah, uh, it's Robinson had show. amazing reviews. Well, so it should. It was um, bloody If brilliant. you haven't mm. seen it yet, go and watch it. Do you think they'd have it on catch-up, or where would it be? Yeah, it will be on gold. I would have thought it must be on You'd catch-up. be able to keep, still I see it? I certainly hope so. They okay. must repeat it, yeah. Uh, and let's just do a couple of shout-outs to finish. Yes, please. With, uh, out here. Um, just quickly, while we're talking about that, um, there is a um, game, you know, like Wordle. Mm. There is another game. It's called Framed. And you can find it on framed.wtf. So framed.wtf. Mm-hmm. And basically what it does is it gives you a single <sighs> shot, a frame of a movie. Okay, yes. And you've got... Six guesses to guess what movie it's from. It's the wordle for a film. Yeah. Not. That's the What's terminal. That? I don't know if it is or not, but it looks like the terminal. Um, so, isn't it called the ter- isn't it called terminal? Well, but yeah, put in terminal, let's see what we get. So uh, maybe it's the terminal. You thought okay. it would come up. So um we're typing in, you put in the first one first. Could you try that? Yeah, go and press it. No, it's not the no. terminal. Oh, oh my God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, creepy face. So once you get um, it wrong, it gives you another picture from the same film. I thought it was different films, but it's the same film. Um, but the thing, it's not the thing. Oh, great. Somebody running in a cape across a field? Across a field. Um, oh, okay, well, let's, let's yeah, carry on. Okay, but anyway, okay. it's fun. I think it's let the right one in. Framed WTF. Well, let me in. Who's uh, that? Is that Vin Diesel? No, I don't think so. It's a horror, though, isn't it? This? Is that the Tower of London? Yeah, it does look like the Tower of London, yeah. It's London. Ooh. I don't know. No, I don't know. It's not know. a film I've seen, but okay. things. Um, a shout-out here from Kirsty Coopland. Uh, I don't think we've heard from Kirsty before, but it says, Hi, guys. Absolutely love the podcast and get so excited for each new episode. Wanted to recommend Readily, which is a fantastic magazine subscription service which gives you literally thousands of magazines oh. and newspapers from around the world, all oh. in one place. They have all the popular magazines covering interest, lifestyle, health and wellness, home style, tech, hobbies, kids and teens. Wow. Can I just say I'm doing really well at reading this out. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, actually, your reading in general oh. is good. Uh, you name it, it's all there. It costs nine ninety nine a month, but you can share this with up to five family members so everyone can access their favourites. You can download them too. So you don't need Wi-Fi, which is brilliant for travelling and holidays. I did their free trial for a month and totally loved it. Kirsty Coupland, that is a fantastic a recommendation. Really, so, so it's Redley, called Readly. Readly? Readly? Oh, yeah, it's probably Readly, isn't it? So my reading wasn't as good as I thought no, it was. No, but I mean, it could be done either, either way. Readly, readly. Yeah, 9 but, a month. If you get all of the stuff also, that you want, But also, if you think really that good. I love that idea of um, five 
five family members mm. all being able to access different... Mm. So your teens might want something yeah. different from you or... I need to subscribe to me. I bought the, the FT not long ago and I really enjoyed reading that. that? Eileen Cauliflower. Cauliflower? Has sent a very, very funny picture. Cauliflower. Eileen Cauliflower. Uh, this guy is the real deal. Please take a look at his posts and hopefully share on your podcast. I'm a long-time listener from the very beginning. Thank you, uh, Eileen. Um, I love you guys. Keep me company while I'm driving. And uh, it's called Dr. Caleb... Berg... Pain in your butt, do this. So he's giving you some stretches and exercises to do. Let's see what he is. God, he's got... Oh, Dr. Caleb Burgess. Burgess. Wow. Um, so he has got 821,000 followers. Crikey, that's good, isn't it? Um, he's a physiotherapist. What I can see here is that he looks potentially American. Yeah. Um, he's followed by Swifty Scooters. <laughs> that's interesting that's, that's somebody we obviously follow um uh, yeah great but he basically is uh any any kind of pains aches or pains that you have he shows you various kind of stretches and ways to deal with it he does look really good so thank you very much for that uh leslie mcmahon i think we've had difficulty yes. with her name in the past but yes mcmahon is it is McMahon. We've nailed it, she it? told us hi guys a little recommendation for you i know you like your world war stuff came across a miniseries on Netflix called Mrs. Wilson. Not my normal mm -hmm. cup of tea, but I was slightly fascinated by the story. So it's based on an MI5 agent. Mm -hmm. He was also a novelist in the war. Uh, and when he died unexpectedly, his wife discovered he had multiple secret wives and families. Uh, and she is not the only Mrs. Wilson. Ruth oh, Wilson is actually what? playing her role. Oh, yes, I remember this. I've never seen it. But Ruth Wilson plays it. And it's actually based on her own grandmother. Oh, really? Yes. So she plays her grandmother in it. And I think when her husband dies, she realises her husband's been a bigamist, I think they yeah, uh, call it. Uh, yes, bigamist, yeah. The reason oh, I know that no. word is that Steve Coogan did a, a show called Tony Farino, uh, who was a comedy lounge singer. And he did a song called Bigamist at Christmas. Do you know, I love how you learn things. Yeah, it's it, generally always from... Steve, Steve Coogan, Coogan has taught you oh a lot. Oh, my God. He's taught you everything go, you know in life. It would go... Bigger me at Christmas, I can't. I've got two. <laughs> Bigger me at Christmas, spend it with a family, I can't, I've got two. It really used to make me laugh, you know. Um, Can I also recommend something? Yes. Um, Ruth Wilson, mm -hmm. interestingly, has just done a fantastic podcast with Fern Cotton on oh, Happy really? Place. I oh, mean, no. really, really good. She is incredibly interesting, as an actor, mm -hmm. um, she kind of goes, she deep dives into what it is yeah. to be an actor and how she feels like she's got nothing interesting to offer as herself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But not in an insecure way. No, no, no. That she understand. is boring. Yes. She, I mean, she doesn't, but... Yeah, yeah. But that actually she can really do something as other people. Uh, it's, okay. it's really yeah. interesting. So she was, But she's brilliant on it and she, you, you could listen to her for hours and I love the way Fern... Fern does a brilliant interview. I used to get coached by this guy at Weller. When I was at Weller, I was a teacher, and they used to give you all this kind of training and stuff like that. And they used to have this guy called Stuart Pierce come and teach you. He was a voice coach for actors and had worked with lots of greats, and he'd worked with prime ministers and all sorts of stuff mm. to teach them how to speak confidently and properly. Mm. So he was, a, he was a voice coach and a speech coach. But um, he'd often kind of... You'd think he would just teach you to project your voice and all the rest of it, yeah. but he didn't. It was a psychological experience. 
variance in the sense that he had to get you to fully understand who you were in order for you to become somebody else. Yes. You had to know who you were first. So you had all these exercises about exploring who you actually were, the truth of who you were, in order for you then to say, well, I can park that person and become this person. But he was really, wow. really good, you know, because you've, you've got, to, you've got to, to spend some time properly, like, swimming in your own mind and your own trying to work out who the really mm. true version of you who was. I'm still finding and that out. Yes, well, it's hard, I think. But I think what she's maybe describing mm. in that is the fact that... She parks she, she, Yes, she can park herself properly because she already mm. knows who she is and therefore can be convincingly become mm. somebody else. Uh, last one, Louise Roundtree. Does Davina know about the great big tiny design challenge with Sandy Toxvig tonight at 9pm on More 4? When was sure this written? Doll's Houses. So let's have a little look. Um, Today, might be yesterday, Sunday. Oh, I didn't know about it. Um, and that sounds amazing. The great big tiny design challenge. And it's a oh. dolls' houses. Oh, I mean, like you and I both love dolls, things, don't we? <laughs> but Tilly would like that, wouldn't she? Oh my God, yeah. she'd love it. Thank you for uh, that, Louise. Yes, I love little indeed. things. Um, we are going to take two weeks off for Easter. Um, so, uh, have a wonderful Easter. This is Dan Snow. I know he's just popped up on oh our thing. Oh, my God. He's exercising. Oh, oh my go. God. That man. I mean, he's fit. I'm really sorry, but he's... I saw him outside. Was uh, he wearing flip-flops just then? He was, which is not good, is it? No, no um, man should wear flip-flops. But flip he has... He's got an amazing physique. He has. Think he didn't just get that physique just by doing press-ups. No, no. Did he? But I bumped into him in Ballons in Old Compton Street about two months ago. Yeah. I was having a lunch with Reese. And I saw him and I thought, oh, my God, he's at balance. Now, for those that you don't know, Old Compton Street's like the gay, gay centre of like, Britain. It's the best place ever. Yeah, and if balance, you want to have a laugh, walk yeah, down Old, Old Compton, Compton Street. Street. It's absolutely brilliant there. Everybody's so nice. Yes. So great. So friendly. There's a street thing happening. Yeah, everybody. In the summer, it's yes. amazing. It's and great fun. If you are um, a gay man looking for like somewhere to go in <laughs> yeah. London, go to Old Compton Street. So we went the to Balance, and Balance is like the gay or bistro. a gay woman. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I said yes, gay man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm being extremely sexist there. Gay woman, or trans, or non-runner, anything. And Balance is like the the gay bistro of Old Compton Street. Yeah, so I'm like sat there way. eating egg and chips or something. And I look outside. I think Dan Snow's there on his own. I went outside. I said, I had no idea you were a homosexual. He said, oh, my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> so we rolled about laughing. I'll and I said, can what, I just like, say? Between the two of you, you'd yes. be like very much dream desired team. in yeah. uh, Old Compton Street. But I said, what happened to your physique? And he said, I know. He said, in lockdown, he said, I got myself a personal trainer uh, online and just went mad. Every day I worked out. And I was like, God, there's no, you must like 10% body fat or something. I said, you look fantastic. He said, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> so if you go on to the history guy. Um, now. Now. He's doing press-ups <laughs> on a boat. And you can see he's... So I think he's, the tiger. Is it? Yeah. He's about 44 down. But wow, he's in good look shape. Look at his bottom. I know. He's tight, look how, right? Look how like pert that bottom is. If only he wasn't wearing flip-flops, I would really... <laughs> I'd go for him. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, have a great oh, Easter, uh, everybody. It's always so nice to talk to you, um, especially from Gay Paris. Thank you for listening, um, by the way. And we really, we mm. do feel very connected to all of you, mm. like you are our people. And you know what we should do, actually, is, mm. is just announce that we have some competition in the podcast sphere that uh, our friends... Oh, yes! Joel and Oh, my Hannah. God, Joel and Hannah Domit are doing a podcast. Yeah. So you should listen to them as well. Don't love them as much as us. No, it's... But... A- 
You're allowed to. You're allowed to enjoy them. Uh, it's called have never never have I never have I ever. Yeah, and um, they're great. These two aren't they're, they? They've got uh, amazing chemistry. Yes, they're, they're a really fun couple. Really sweet. And they're having together. a really fun life by the looks of things. And I think in lockdown, what they've realised is mm. that they got married mm. and then their married life has been mostly spent in lockdown. Yeah. So they haven't really had a chance to kind of experience or do anything mm. exciting together. Mm. And it's almost like challenging us to challenge them mm. to do something that they've never done before. That they've never done before. Yeah. And then they're going to go and do it and kind of share it with us. Yeah. But, Sounds great, doesn't but it? But they are, I mean, Joel is just very bloody funny, but Hannah... Yeah is quietly funny like you oh yeah she's great she's hard it's hard for her because yeah. joel's obviously on telly and everything but she is really funny mm-hmm. and she's also very good with him mm. that they're just a they're just a great match and uh, she's a model as well she looks fantastic oh in virtually gosh. everything she wears and so, so does going... joel like yes. both of them yeah, together oh, yeah they make us sick don't they yes. so hopefully they'll have a successful podcast but not as successful not as, as successful ours. as ours no. the best of luck you best two. of luck <laughs> <laughs> see you later everybody bye <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.